1: Hello and welcome to Gaze at the National Parks, the podcast. I'm Dusty.
0: And I'm Mike. If you're joining us for the first time, Gaze at the National Parks is a podcast that explores the trails of America's national parks, one hiking trail and one national park, one park at a time.
1: In between our full-length episodes, which explore these trails, we have trail mix episodes. These episodes cover a variety of topics related to the national parks and the environment, and often explore topics we didn't get to cover in
0: depth in a full-length episode. Right now, our full-length episodes are all about the trails and Glacier National Park located in the area of land also called Montana. We'd also like to acknowledge that the land, also known as Glacier National Park, is on the traditional and stolen land of the Blackfeet and the Tanaka Nation.
1: Today's trail mix is all about the science of glaciers, the landmass and scientific process that inspired this park's name. Okay, so what do you already know about glaciers?
0: Well, I know that glaciers are, for the most part, left over from the ice ages of, you know, yesteryear <laughs> and that their retreat helped to carve land masses, leave gigantic lakes. The Great Lakes and the United States are remnants of glaciers. I also know that the debris field that's left once a glacier retreats is called a moraine. Great. Those are the things I know. Okay.
1: Great. Well, let's start with the basics. What are glaciers and how are they formed? Glaciers are humongous masses of ice. They are formed when snow falls repeatedly in a concentrated area of land, and the snow builds up and compresses over time.
0: There are glaciers in every continent of the Earth, and are mostly found in cold or alpine climates. In order for glaciers to form, they must be in high snowfall areas and also remain cool in the summer. The amount of snow the area receives will depend on if the glacier grows, remains stable, or is what scientists call retreat, also known as getting smaller. If the snowfall in the winter is greater than what melts off in the summer, a glacier can grow or remain stabilized. However, if glacier melt is greater in the warmer months than the snowfall is in the colder months, the glacier will go into retreat.
1: Glacier melt is one of the leading causes for glacier movement, or sliding. Sliding is common and most often happens when a thin layer of water forms at the base of a glacier, allowing it to move over rock and sediment. While compressed snow that experiences a similar process, sometimes causes avalanches, glacier movement is slow and happens over hundreds and sometimes thousands of years.
0: When a glacier forms, it is still susceptible to gravity. Gravity can cause the glacier to move and change shape. Sometimes glaciers can look like rivers of ice. And though glaciers are gigantic and frozen, their movement is powerful and impactful. The movement of a glacier has the power to leave a sustained impression. This is sometimes in the form of a valley, a river that becomes wider, or a carved out pocket on the side of a mountain. While the landscape physically changes with the movement of a glacier, there are other big
1: benefits that come from glacial movement. Water from glaciers, also known as glacier melt, help deliver important nutrients to other bodies of water, including lakes, rivers, and even oceans. Specifically, the nutrients in glacier melt can help promote the blooming of phytoplankton, which is also the base of the marine life food chain. And in some parts of the world, communities depend on glacier melt for their water supply.
0: When a glacier moves, it often takes things with it. Sometimes this includes rocks, boulders, and bits of earth. When these bits accumulate in one area and get left behind after glacier movement, this pile of rock debris is called moraine. Right. Okay. So where have we seen moraine before? So we've seen moraine on the hike, the Sae Pass hike. Yes. Um, also on the um, Scenic Point hike. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like we also saw moraine in Grand Teton. Yep. There was
1: some moraine there, but I do remember quite a bit of moraine all over Glacier National Park. hmm And it's so funny because they're so distinct in like, what they're they bands. Look like.
0: It's like bands of stone, basically. Mm-hmm.
1: And you can, and sometimes they're just like piles, mm-hmm.
0: as if the glacier took a dump,
1: <laughs> right? Or gravel company came in and just left a pile of
0: the gravel, gravel. company took a dump, <laughs> right?
1: Right <laughs> in the spot where that moraine is. Mm-hmm. So yeah, sometimes moraine. I know it looks different depending on where it is and what the process was and how the glacier moved, but the ones we saw were more
0: like the pilings, a dump. <laughs> Glaciers currently cover about 10% of the Earth's surface, as compared to the Ice Age when they covered about 32%. Currently, the glaciers on Earth also contain about 69% of the Earth's freshwater. Wow. yeah.
1: In the land, also called the United States, there are about 35,000 square miles of glacial ice. Most of it being contained inside the land, also called Alaska, which contains about 34,000 of those square miles.
0: Sometimes glaciers appear white, and sometimes they appear with a bluish tint. As snow compresses inside a glacier, ice crystals are made and air pockets form around them. As these air pockets get compressed, they are able to absorb only a small bit of red light, which reflects out a bluish tint. So if you see a glacier that has a bluish tint, that means many of the air pockets have been compressed.
1: The largest area of glaciers in the land, also known as the lower 48, is in Washington state. The glacier melt in this area provides about 480 billion gallons of water every summer. This water is used for drinking water, to irrigate crops, and for hydroelectric power.
0: The largest glacier in the world is located in Antarctica and is about 250 miles long, 60 miles wide, and in some areas up to 3 miles thick.
1: Now let's talk about types of glaciers. There are so many. Let's start with ice sheets. These are gigantic and could be the size of a whole continent. Much of the northern area of the land, also called North America, was carved by this type of glacier in the last ice age. And when an ice sheet stretches over water, it can be known as an ice shelf. There are also ice fields and ice caps. They are similar to ice sheets but they are under 50,000 square kilometers in size.
0: There's also alpine glaciers, or mountain glaciers, which means that they are formed in high alpine areas. If these alpine glaciers form inside a hollow bowl-shaped area, they are also called cirque glaciers. Speaking of mountains, let's talk about valley and piedmont glaciers. These glaciers start very high in the mountains, so it's possible for them to start as an alpine glacier. But over time, if they move down the mountain and into a valley, or also help to carve a valley, then it's called a valley glacier. If this happens, but instead of a valley, the glacier spills out into an area of flatland, then it usually creates a round lobe-like shape, and it is called a Piedmont Glacier.
1: There is also tidewater and freshwater glaciers. These glaciers deposit glacier melt directly into bodies of water. Specifically, tidewater glaciers flow directly into an ocean in a coastal area. These are the types of glaciers that often have chunks break off to create icebergs. This is also known as calving.
0: And finally, there are rock glaciers. These glaciers have a high concentration of rocks mixed into the compressed snow and ice. As they flow, the rocks continue to compress. And soon, the rock and ice become one substance traveling together.
1: Okay, so what glaciers did we see in Glacier National Park?
0: So we were able to see Grinnell Glacier from two different vantage points, which was really cool. We didn't see Pigon Glacier like up close, but becky pointed it out or where it used to be i can't remember if it's one that's still there or it was like it's remnants kind of small yeah yeah and then we were able to get really close to sexton glacier which yeah. was i mean i got closer than you did because i walked like well, along you that rain onto pile. the moraine yeah. pile and i you said were like no I was good no, no 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 i didn't need to go yeah. the moraine pile um but that was really cool i mean we weren't like able to touch it close i no. think we could have I think we could have potentially hiked out there, but I also think it was probably going to be too much of a scramble to get back up and things we'll talk about in a future episode for sure. It's kind of wild, you know, the glaciers in that park. Many of them are from not the long ago Ice Age, but like the mini Ice Age. Um, Right. So it's kind of wild to be like, wow, these have been around since, you know, the mid-1800s, right? The mid, no, mid- the mid-1400s. Mid-1400s. Just kind of thinking about that. And also the size, which is kind of wild because they're gigantic, but nowhere near as gigantic as they used to be. No, right? nowhere near as gigantic as yeah. they used to be.
1: Technically, they'd be considered in retreat. Right, yeah. in
0: massive retreat, I think. Yes. Yeah.
1: And all of the glaciers in Glacier National Park are considered what type?
0: They are all considered rock glaciers. No, no. They're all considered calving glaciers. No, no. They no. are fri- no. freshwater tidewater glaciers. Mountain or They are rock glaciers. glaciers. No. <laughs>
1: No, now you're getting your mountain types and your glacier
0: types confused. (laughs) So many types. No,
1: they are all mountain or alpine glaciers. That makes sense. Yeah, because they formed up there and they've just always stayed there. Yeah. So I'm sure some of them may be considered Cirque because of like a circular pocket Mm -hmm. that they ended up in. But I don't know. Mm -hmm. I don't know about that. Since all of our episodes right now are about trails and the land also called Glacier National Park, let's talk about some other glaciers that you can see while you are there. One of the most... Oh, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) No, I think it works. Why don't you just take
0: it? Go for it. One of the most popular glaciers here is Grinnell Glacier, which can be seen by hiking the Grinnell Glacier Trail from many Glacier. You don't actually have to hike the entire trail to see the glacier, but you will have to make it past the lakes and onto some incline a bit. Grinnell Glacier can also be seen from the Highline Trail, only if you hike the optional overlook. More of that in our Highline Trail episode. More on that in our Highline Trail episodes. There is also Jackson Glacier, which can be seen on the east side of going to the
1: Sun Road. You can pull off and see it from the car. There is also Salamander Glacier, which can be seen from the car straight ahead while driving the road toward the mini glacier area.
0: Sperry Glacier can be seen if you hike the Hidden Lake Trail at Logan Pass. If the sky is clear, then it is possible to see it in the distance over the peaks. It's also possible to hike it from Lake McDonald Lodge, though it is 8.5 miles one way with a 5000 foot elevation gain. That sounds rough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. like an all-day situation. Oh, that's like eat two dinners at the yes, end of that. Yes, be a mm-hmm. very long way. Mm-hmm.
1: As we said before, there is also Sexton Glacier, which we got to see while hiking Saye Pass. Um, and also visible from here is Pigon Glacier.
0: Look at that. And finally, there are Vulture and two Ocean Glaciers. These can be seen from the Highline Trail if you look out over the mountains on the other side of about two thirds of the way through the trail if you are coming from Logan Pass.
1: So there were quite a few other glaciers around us right? that we just didn't no, even notice. That we didn't notice and or weren't were aware of. There you know, uh, quite a few in Glacier National sure. Park, but we did get up close to two. Uh, uh
0: yeah. we got up
1: close to Grinnell. We were like yeah, right on yeah. top of it. Um, on that, uh, Highline trail, yeah. um, offshoot trail. Yeah. Um, uh, which please listen to that, the Highline episodes when we tell you all about that offshoot trail. <laughs> um, they say so often that in Glacier National Park in particular, because they're all Alpine glaciers, you kind of can't distinguish the difference between just like a snowfield, a snowfield, and a glacier. Yeah, when looking from far away. I that mean, even sense. when looking up close, like we were pretty up close to Grinnell and Sexton, and like they looked, they could totally be mistaken for snowfields. Sure, I think, w-
0: I think the closer we got to both of them, though, it made more sense that they were glacial. Um, oh, Especially certainly. Sexton, because you could kind of see the the ridges and the sides of yes. it. like the snowfield was sort of like on the top of it and like sort of down the side. But there was, I think, part of the the edges of the glacier were exposed there. So it was more apparent to me that that was a glacier at that point, right? Than when it was from afar, right? Yeah, yeah. When we were up a little bit closer, yeah. Yes. Apparently, there are quite a few
1: glaciers mm-hmm. that you can see just from going to the Sun Road or from the High yeah. Trail.
0: Which we probably spied and just didn't even realize And didn't it. even realize yeah. they
1: were glaciers. I think I have photos of all of them. Probably. Didn't know they were glaciers. Yeah. Glaciologists have been studying it. Don't you love that That's term? That's a great word. Glaciologist. Glaciologists have been studying glaciers, their movement patterns, and their impact for years. There are many reasons scientists have been studying glaciers for years. One reason is that glaciers are like keys to seeing the Earth hundreds and thousands of years ago. Snowflakes are porous and therefore contain everything that might have been in the air at the time it was falling. Studying glaciers helps us to know what the climate was like at different periods of time on the Earth's timeline.
0: In 2018, the American Meteorological Society published their report called State of the Climate in 2018. I think we remember this report because like it went around. (laughs) It's where my sadness comes from. Right, Right, right. It was a report that looked at the Earth's climate from 1980 to 2018. Specifically regarding glaciers, they had reported that there had been a decrease in glacial mass since 1980. Specifically, and now quoting the report, Quote, the equivalent of cutting a 24 meter thick slice off of the top of the average glacier. End quote. That's about 78 feet and eight inches. And for some more perspective, if all glaciers were to melt, the sea level would rise by about 70 meters, also known as 230 feet. And that's worldwide. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> Just like,
1: you know. When Mike starts his own podcast called My Dark <laughs> Corner, this can be you know first on the agenda to discuss. Good lord! Yes, so um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. science, everybody. Mm-hmm. Here's the other thing: is that it doesn't get it doesn't get much brighter. Okay. Since so many people still depend on glaciers as a resource for water, it is scary to think about what would happen if they were no longer intact, or were no longer an available resource. And while glaciers have helped us understand the various periods of time in the Earth's timeline called ice ages, there's been much discussion about an impending mini ice age or little ice age.
0: Based on science and research, the last mini ice age that occurred started at the beginning of the 14th century. Scientists believe for a long time that we may experience another little ice age around 2030. Many thought that this would help us in global warming. However, according to research reported from NASA, this is unlikely. In order to enter another little
1: ice age, the sun's rays, which have a history of ranging in heat intensity, would need to be at what is called grand solar minimum. The last time the sun was producing at grand solar minimum, it corresponded with the little ice age. But the problem is the heat caused from burning fossil fuels. That heat is six times greater than the heat produced by the sun at grand solar minimum. Therefore, even if the sun were at grand solar minimum, the burning of fossil fuels would still keep the earth hotter than what it would need to be in order to usher in another little ice age. I oui. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, I know. Yes. And, and I think we actually are headed into um, grand solar minimum. Um, also, grand solar minimum sounds like it could be like, um, like a video game that's car racing based. <laughs> right, or but like you're a, racing around the universe. Right. Grand Solar Minimum. Grand Solar Minimum. Or Grand Solar Maximum. Or like a follow-up to um, that movie with Mila Kunis and Channing Tatum where he was like an alien. It's like Jupiter ascending. Grand Solar Minimum. (laughs) I guess I don't need to see that that movie now. I think that was horribly (laughs) panned. (laughs) So... There's um, a
1: lot of people in that movie that had a big
0: budget, too. Oh, yeah. I think it was a big flop. As oh, well. it, was, it um, was. But I do think we are actually at that period, because I do remember reading a lot of articles like, oh, Grand Solar Minimum is coming, mini Ice Age. And clearly that's right. Not but not happening. if we're still burning fossil fuels, to everybody. No. So we...
1: let's end this trail mix with a game. <laughs> a game of despair. Okay, so Mike, I hope you were paying attention. Oh God! Because this is um, For all. You better know your glaciers. So this category is called "Identify the type of glacier based on the monologue in the style of Tennessee Williams." <laughs> <laughs> Great. Okay, so Tennessee Williams mm-hmm. is a playwright. He Cat wrote on streetcar- a Hot Tin Roof. Yes, Cat on a Hot Tin Roof, Streetcar Named Desire, mm-hmm. Glass Menagerie mm-hmm. were his big hits. He's known for Southern characters mm-hmm. who are dramatic and have beautiful flowering language mm-hmm. to express their feelings and emotions. Mm-hmm. So I will be reading all of these in mm-hmm. like a Southern dialect. So
0: Glacier on a Hot Tin Roof is... <laughs>
1: glacier on a Hot Tin Roof. That's mm-hmm. a great way to put this. Mm-hmm. So I will be speaking as a character. You have to identify which glacier I am. Got Super. it? Great. Are you ready? Nope. <laughs> Here we go. Or the first one. I've done it, Cliff. I got out. I came down from the mountain and I never looked back. <laughs> I found myself some flat land and I live there now forever. I've covered that land with every last inch of myself. <laughs> it's like I'm a giant circle covering the dirt, Cliff. And I'm bigger, I'm bigger now than I ever was with you, Cliff.
0: What is a Piedmont glacier? That is correct. That is correct. That is a
1: Piedmont glacier.
0: Um, Please write a play. (laughs) About? As glaciers. Yes, Mm -hmm. absolutely.
1: Mm -hmm. For for the next one. And produce it for children. So
0: they understand the despair.
1: I can't do this any longer, Biff. Standing here looking out into the ocean, longing for something more. Every time I stand here, it's like a part of myself falls into the vast ocean and I'll never be able to get it back.
0: What is an ice shelf? Glacier.
1: incorrect. Incorrect. There's a type of glacier that feeds right into an ocean.
0: What is a freshwater glacier?
1: Technically, it would have been a freshwater glacier. But if it's feeding into an ocean, they call it a tidewater
0: glacier. Tidewater glacier. The other one. There you go. But it could be an ice shelf, right?
1: An ice shelf is when an ice sheet... Sits, extends, extends the over right. water right. okay yeah so okay great i was
0: in the neighborhood close
1: the next one don't you ever speak to me like that again you no-necked monster don't you know who i am don't you know what i am you will never get through me my temper is a miles thick and my strength covers giant swaths of the earth you will never get through me What is an ice sheet? That is correct. There we go. What is an ice sheet? Okay, the next one. (laughs) Swaths of the earth. (laughs) Don't you dare try and stop me. I've lived up in this mountain for too long. I'm moving on, Tom. My dreams can never be contained here. I'm flowing. I'm moving into long stretches of land between these peaks you called a home. I will never be contained.
0: What is a valley glacier? That is correct.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And finally, God, Stanley, I wanted out of here the day you turned your eyes from me and to that bottle of liquor. (laughs) You were my solid ground. I have tried so many times to walk out, to get out and leave you and all of this behind, but every time it's like you are still with me. Wrapped up inside of me You and your problems You and your secrets All entangled up inside of me Like I can never escape What is a rock
0: glacier? That is correct Because the
1: rocks are all entangled up inside <laughs> <laughs> And that was Girl you better know your uh, Types of glaciers or, based on these monologues In the style of Tennessee Williams Or
0: glacier on a hot tin roof Or glacier on
1: a hot tin roof Right A street glacier named Desire. (laughs) The sources for today's trail mix include the United States Geological Survey, NASA, and the Alaska Satellite Facility, the National Snow and Ice Data Center, National Geographic, the World Wildlife Fund, and the National Park Service. This has been Trail Mix by Gaze at the National Parks, the podcast. And we're here to remind you to glace early and glace often.
0: And that (laughs) glacing is always out there. (laughs)
1: And we're here to remind you to hike early and hike often, and that adventure is always out there.
0: Gaze at the National Parks was created
1: and is hosted by us, Dustin Ballard, and Michael Ryan. To see images from this episode, follow our Instagram at Gaze at the National Parks. To contact us, email us at gays at, at gmail.com. And to find out more about the parks visited on the show, visit our website, gaze at the national And to buy some of our merch, go to the gaze shop by going to shop.gazeatthenationalparks.com, and that's Gaze, G-A-Z-E.
0: All original artwork featured on Instagram, on our website, and in the Gaze Shop is by me, Michael Ryan.
1: All original music was written by Dave Seaman and performed by Dave Seaman, Mariella Klinger, and Sean Sclios. Our music producer is Skylar Fordgang. This episode was edited by me, Dustin Ballard.
0: We would also like to acknowledge that while recording this episode, we were on the traditional and stolen lands of the Lenape people, also known as Ocean County, New Jersey. In 2018, the American Meteorological, the American meteor Meteorological, oh, that's a tough one. The American Meteorological, is that right? Meteorological. Okay. It's if you say meteora and then logical. Okay. The American Meteorological Society.
1: Okay, but say it <laughs> like one word now.
0: <laughs> this is blooper material. Uh-huh.